This podcast is brought to you by Racing New South Wales, Sky Racing and Ingress. The classic sale is now completed with an increase of almost 20% in average and a very healthy clearance rate of 85%. The attention of yearling buyers now focuses on Melbourne for the English Premier Yearling Sale. In total, 784 lots have been catalogued, which will run over a revamped three-day format at the outstanding new Oaklands Junction precinct from March 1st to March 3rd. As part of an extraordinary run of success, which has seen 41 Group 1 winning graduates of English auctions since 2018, the reputation of the Premier sale continues to soar. It has produced 13 individual Group 1 winners since 2018, a tally bettered only by the Easter yearling sale among the major Australian sales. A strong 2020 catalogue contains progeny of 120 sires, including 35 first season sires. There is also a strong international flavour to the catalogue, with a cult by world champion Galileo, the only yearling progeny of this iconic stallion, to be catalogued for public auction in the Southern Hemisphere this year. Champion European stallion Frankel will have three yearlings in the sale. Action starts at 10 o'clock on Sunday, March the 1st. Catalogues are available at inglis.com.au. South Australia has produced many outstanding jockeys over the years, some of them reaching legendary status. Names like Pat Glennon, Bill Pyers, Jim Johnson, John Letts, Des Coleman, John Stocker and Bobby Cox were associated with many champion horses in most of Australia's big-name races. The few jockeys mentioned won six Melbourne Cups between them. Jason Holder is yet to win the Melbourne Cup, but for close to three decades, he's been one of South Australia's most consistent and competitive jockeys. He's never been in better form than he is currently, and just two weeks ago, he booted home four consecutive winners at Morfordville Parks with a couple of placings thrown in. There was a double at Strathalbyn a week ago and another double at Morfordville Parks on Saturday the 22nd. Last season, Jason finished fifth on the South Australian Jockeys Ladder. This season, he's in second spot with 62 winners behind Todd Pannell. Each of his four winners on the 8th of February were prepared by different trainers, which exemplifies the fact that he enjoys the support of many stables. Stubby was apprenticed to Leon MacDonald, who provided his very first winner and his initial city winner. He still rides for his old boss from time to time and was delighted recently to win on star status at Morfordville. Jason Holder is the complete professional package. He's every bit as keen at 45 as he was at 25, and he's very focused on adding to his tally of five South Australian Jockeys Premierships. Let's welcome to the podcast a man who's doing his bit to uphold the lofty standards set by South Australian jockeys for more than a century. Jason, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tuppy. Well, first question, we've got to clean this one up straight away. Very few people in your state call you Jason. With a name like Holder, <laughs> Stubby was a very predictable nickname. Who put that one on you? 
Yeah, John O'Connor, uh, the legendary John O'Connor, who's uh, he's now training. Used to I used to ride with against him. Mm. He um, he came past me one morning, Truckworth. He says, "I've got a good nickname for you." And I said, "What's up, mate?" And he said, "Stubby." I said, <laughs> "Oh, okay." And it's just blown from there. So yeah. John O'Connor's like my stepfather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a nickname. So yeah, in that sense. So it all came from Joe, and it's and it's. Um, I think if people go, do you like it? And I've accepted it, Tuffy. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, a lot of my close mates call me that and know me by that, so it's good. Yeah. Well, how often do people call you Jason? I mean, it would stop you in your tracks <laughs> if somebody said, hey, Jason, wouldn't it? You wouldn't believe it. Terry McCall have called me Jason the other day, and I've gone, you know what? That's the first time you've ever called me Jason, and he looked at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right, Tuffy. It's, uh, yeah, it is, it's, I don't get called it much, actually. No, yeah. no. Well, mate, I'll mix them up a bit during this interview. We'll have Jason and Stubby. Yeah. You seem, yeah, but I actually don't mind it, though, Tappy. Sorry, to interrupt you. There. I don't I actually don't mind it. No. If, uh, if Stubby gets in trouble, I'll blame Jason or vice versa. <laughs> so you know, I've got, I've got someone else to blame. I said that wasn't me. That was Stubby or Jason. So yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> you know, I've been watching you lately. You you seem very contented and very focused at the moment, and. Am I correct in saying that you're enjoying your race riding today more than ever? Yeah, very much so, Tappy. Um, it's a very, it's, you know what I like about racing, it's a very challenging sport. Um, and if you get into a bit of a rabbit hole, what I love doing is getting out of it. Mm. And obviously winners do that, get you back on track and, um, you know, focus and, um, you know, I, I do a, do all my form for the races, so I'm. I'm. I feel like I'm. The older I'm getting, um, I'm getting to realise how to prepare myself better for the races, which mm. is I'm getting results from. Last season's champion jockey Raquel Clark is still recovering from injury, and poor old Beren Vorster had that nasty fall at Mooney Valley recently, and he's going to be out of action for some time. So their absence will make it a little bit easier for you in the immediate future. Uh, the riding ranks are pretty strong over there at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, well, there's always there's always plenty of opportunities. Uh, well, even though it's a small small place, there's um, with those two riders not riding at the moment, I'm basically making the most out of the opportunities from Tony and Calvin McAvoy and Leon McDonald. Mm. You rode a winner for uh, Tony McAvoy on Saturday, didn't you? Beauty. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that was that was good because they'd, they'd be very supportive throughout most of my career. Um, and if I'm not number one choice, I'm not far away from them, so they've always relied on me when, when they need me, and um, mm. it was nice to get a winner from them, for sure. You're a Mount Gambia boy. You had two uncles on mum's side who were trainers, but there were no jockeys in the family. Now, your mum loved a day at the races, and she'd take you along when you were a kid, and this is how you fell in love with the sport. You just love the buzz of the track. You love those beautiful thoroughbreds and the sight of the jockeys wearing those dazzling silks. Got you in. Absolutely, Tuffy. Um, and I'm a Donnell boy. I come from Adelaide. So, yeah, my mum's actually from Mount Gambia. But, oh. uh, yeah, mum loves racing. She used to take me to the races all the time and even when I was at school. Um, and the, just the jockeys and the horses just, they used to bedazzle me, and I was going, oh, wow. That's, and obviously, at the time, I was playing, um, coming through my school ranks, I was playing football. 
Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed, so I enjoyed the competitive sort of side of it, Tuffy, and that sort of like maybe the way to go into racing. Mm. You were still at school when you gained uh, a work experience opportunity with Leon McDonald at Morfordville and you jumped at it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was working for him every um, every Sunday. And so he was the first one to give me a pay packet. <laughs> he had never forgotten <laughs> And yeah. I remember when it happened and he gave me, I was like, oh, wow, this is good. Like, uh, yeah, I can yeah. obviously do something I love doing and he's even paying me to do it. So I thought this is great. Mm. Well, you must have been pretty keen because you enrolled yourself for a TAFE course on horse management. You were fair diggum. Yeah, absolutely. I went to TAFE, um, Tuffy, which is good, and – the, the most the most thing that probably drove me was my mum because as soon as I told her I wanted to be a jockey, her eyes lit up. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah, and she was, um, yeah, she's probably been my biggest supporter mm. to this day. Mm. Well, then came the big news, the good news. Leon McDonald agreed to sign you up as an apprentice jockey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... Um, it, it, it all blossomed from there, basically, Tuffy. Mm. He sort of like gave me my first winner, my first uh, country winner, city winner, mm. and I'm still riding winners for him now. We've had a great relationship, and mm. um, he was good growing up. He, he worked you hard, but looking back at it, it's I'm better from it now, mm. Tuffy. You tell a terrific little story about your first 10 barrier trial rides. Now, you won nine of the 10, and you were starting to think that Adelaide had another John Letts coming up. <laughs> and suddenly you worked out why these horses were flying at the trials. Yeah, absolutely, Tuppy. I, um, I remember I was, I was walking around about 36 kilos, <laughs> and um, it wasn't until I had my first race ride at Port Augusta, and I was, yeah, I think I ran third. And I went home nearly in tears because I thought I could just win on anything, basically. (laughs) So the first ride was a very good... I came back to the reality. I had a reality check pretty quickly, Tuffy, as soon as I got to races. Yeah. Well, you ran third in that race at Port Augusta, which seems all right, but there were only five runners. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And I think four of them were females as well, so... Is that right? <laughs> the other yeah. jockeys, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, other jockeys, yeah. Yep. Now, you went to yeah. a, a beautiful place called Clare in the famous wine region to ride your very first winner. That was one of Leon McDonald's, December 1991, and the horse was called Our Boy Peter. What an important day in the stubby scrapbook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a great day too. Um, so because obviously it took me, as I said, it took me a while to get that first winner. Mm. So uh, it didn't take me long, but it took me about thirty rides. So when it finally happened, it was yeah, it was great. Mm. Well, your first city winner was very special because it occurred on Adelaide Cup Day in nineteen ninety two. Again, Leon provided the horse. The horse was called Spirit of Icarus, and you were on your way. Correct. Tuffy, um, and that's probably one of my highlights of, of my career as in, in my first city win um, because I, I've had, and I, to this day, I have been luck on that day. 
Um, I, if, if I don't ride a win on Adelaide Cup day, I'm very disappointed. And I, mm. it's normally been fruitful for me because I've had a lot of luck on that day. Mm. The day you won that first city race on Spirit of Icarus, the great Sub-Zero uh, won the Adelaide Cup as a three-year-old and who would have ever imagined that just a few months later he would win the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, correct. It was. It's always been a good little form race, hasn't it, I believe? Um, mm. It was, um, yeah, some nice horses have come through the Adelaide Cup carnival. All South Australian jockeys aspire to win a Goodwood handicap, and you won the very famous race in 1994 on a mare called Ambala, for trainer Barry Brook. I think you beat one of Lee Friedman's in that race, Simon Stad, who would have been favourite. Correct. Yeah, and I was, I think my horse was about 60 to 1, Tuppy, for, for memory. So they didn't favour it uh, mm. in the betting at all, or no one tipped me. So it was, it was, I was on an outsider. Mm. Um, amazing day, Group 1 race. At first Group 1, I didn't realise how, like, what the big hype was at the time. But then after, obviously, the part of growing up through racing, then obviously after you win one, you want to win another one. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a massive thrill. In 1996, Colin Alderson brought a mare over called French Resort and he put her in a couple of group races, the West End Draft Group 3 and the Adelaide Cup. And you were very, very surprised and very, very happy when Colin booked you to ride her in both races. So he must have seen something in young Jason Holder, and he's a he's a very astute judge, Colin Alderson. Yeah, that was that was amazing, um, Tuppy. Obviously it was it was a it's a dream come true to win an Adelaide Cup, my home soil. Um to this day that's one of my probably my favourite wins. Uh, and Obviously, when when Melbourne trainers bring over horses from from uh, from Melbourne uh, to get an opportunity like that was um, was amazing. Not long after that uh, South Australian carnival, you got to ride old Skybo in one of his five Melbourne Cup appearances. In fact, this was the only time he ran a place. You got him into third spot uh, behind Saintly and Count Shivas. But you tell me the old boy gave you a pretty tough ride, Stubby, on the day. Yeah, no, he was. He, he did actually, uh, Tuffy. He actually, I think he probably should have ran second. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept ducking in, um, and to this day, I'm still still trying to learn. We're still still trying to get the uh, get my left hand going. It's it's not an easy task, but mm-hmm. still working on it. But he um, under pressure, he just the last bit. He just wanted to duck in, and he was losing momentum. And just on the post, I felt like he, I, I knew I'd ran third. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good that he got his neck out right on the line. Yeah. Did he get a bit cunning? Did he, um, as he got some racing under his belt? Yeah, he did. And it was, it was probably one of his little weaknesses that he had in his racing. He just wanted to, just to lay in a little bit under pressure. Done it on a few occasions, but, um, yeah, this one, he made a long, sustained run and he was just, just ducking in just at the wrong time. Mm. Leon McDonald put you on a very good horse called Gull Guru. Three times you won a Group 2 two-year-old race on him in early 97. Did he feel like a horse to you who would 
one day win an Australian Guineas, a Randvet Stakes and an Australian Derby. Uh, you know, did he show plenty as a two-year-old? Yeah, he was my favourite horse, Tappy. If you ask me the question who was my favourite horse, he, Golguru would be it. Mm. I had the pleasures of helping uh, Leon McDonald educate him when I was riding for him. Um, and a couple of times I rode him in a race and uh, I... He probably, yeah, he helped. Leon McDonald, I, I wrote him one day and Leon McDonald said, oh, I, I reckon you just, you're just going, you're getting going too early on the corner. Next time mm. you ride him, just wait on the corner. Mm. And so I, I wrote to instructions and I didn't go until I straightened up and it mm. just taught me a lot. Um, and he ended up winning the race because I, I waited a long, you know, before I'd, uh, uh, before I'd asked him, I made sure I balanced up before I went for him. Mm. So, um, help educate him and to see what he'd done and to say that he's a nice horse and he just he was just a he was just a nice horse to do anything with um he had a bit of character as well so mm. he was um we knew he'd be okay you rode him some time later in melbourne in the liston stakes at sandown you ran fourth that day do you remember the race uh yes i do yeah he got on really well that day he just um yeah just a couple of words too good on the day but um, it's obviously Harry Perks is the owner as well, and he's a great supporter of the stable. And, and myself, he's always been supportive of me. And um, it's good to see Harry having some nice horses. You won four races on a very good horse for Leon McDonald by the name of Umrum, very well known in the Eastern States. You won a listed and a Group Three on him in his two-year-old days, and then you didn't get to ride him for a long time. Do you recall? Leon slipped him to Tasmania uh, for a couple of, I think they were listed races, and you rode him in both of them. Yeah, yeah, he, and I reckon, check me if I'm wrong, but I reckon this he's one of Leon's favourites, Umrah. Leon mm. had great success with him, um, and he was he was just a lovely horse, a competitor, a joy to ride, easy to ride, and he'd just be able to put him in the box seat and he'd do the rest for you, Tuffy. He was a pleasure to ride. 1997, and at last you realised an ambition. You won the South Australian Derby on Markham, trained by Cliff Brown. How did you get on Markham? Yeah, uh, good question. I um, I actually, uh, Mal James actually, I think he rang me at the time and he, he told me that the ride was available. I actually rang Cliff to say that I was available and, mm. um, yeah, Cliff, Cliff actually, yeah, from that phone call, he put me on and I just rang up for the ride. It was just, yeah, we went on from there. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter where you win a derby, at home or overseas, anywhere in the world, there's something magical about the derby. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a good name to it, hasn't it? And obviously good horses and everybody in racing, I believe, you know, loves the derby. Great race. Shortly after uh, winning the Derby on Markham, uh, he was set for the Caulfield Cup and you had the great thrill and the great pleasure to ride him in that race. You finished fourth, a long way behind the winner because that's the day might and power went off the planet. And I guess there was a uh, just a glimmer of hope that you might get on him in the Melbourne Cup, but it didn't work out. No, that's right. Yeah, he ran fourth and... I think if I ran third on him, I would have kept the ride on him. Mm. Uh, but they they op- often offered to put uh, 
Mick Dittman on it, which yeah. is how it got replaced by Mick Dittman, one of the greatest jockeys you've probably seen. And, mm. um, you know, it was disappointing there, but at home, I actually had a good day at home. I rode five winners that day at home. So I got a bit of, <laughs> I knew I was on the right. <laughs> that was, the, that, yeah, that was a bit of relief, but um, I was happy to see it run actually third in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. And who, and who knows, Tappy, if they, put, if they left me on it, I probably would have won on it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, in, indubitably. Now, Jason, yeah, stand right. by there, mate. We're just going to pause to take a break on the podcast. Back with you in a moment. The Chipping Norton Stakes has been a good horse's race since its inauguration in the 1920s. You'll find Farlap's name among the winners, Burnborough's there too. And in more recent history, Tie the Knot established a record four straight wins. The 2020 edition is coming up at Randwick on Saturday the 29th and Elise and Dream Force will be looking to repeat their thrilling duel in the recent Apollo Stakes. The support program is mouth-watering for racing fans. The three-year-old fillies will do battle in the Group 1 Surround Stakes The two-year-old seeking a spot in the Golden Slipper will do battle in the Group 2 Sweet Embrace for the Phillies and the Group 2 Skyline for Colts and Geldings. Throw in the Group 2 Guy Walter Stakes for Mayors and the Group 3 Liverpool City Cup and you've got one heck of a race meeting at Royal Randwick, Saturday, Feb 29. My special guest is champion South Australian jockey Jason Holder. Now, 11 years ago, you decided to try something different. You went to Queensland, and it wasn't long before you came under the notice of local trainers on the Gold Coast and in Brisbane. You rode work principally for Kelly Doughty on the Gold Coast, but it seemed that most Saturdays you were at Doombin or Eagle Farm. Yeah, that's right. I, um, I had the pleasure of going over there to test the waters over there, Tappy. Mm. Um, because uh, before that I came, I came back from Marish, uh, from Macau. Yep. And so instead of going straight back to Adelaide, I thought oh, I'll try somewhere different and go to Queensland because of my father actually lives up there. Mm. And um, yeah, the trainers over there were just were just great. I you know I had the pleasure of riding for Bruce McLaughlin, Robert Heathcote, Kelly Dowdy, and they all just got behind me and. The actual Queenslanders, they welcomed me straight away. Jockeys, trainers, owners, it was great. The late Bruce McLaughlin took a shine to young Jason Holder and he pressed hard for you to become the regular rider of a very smart two-year-old he had by the name of Feelin' Ready. Now, you rode him three times, Stubb, uh, for a third and a fourth in listed races and then came that spectacular win in the 2009 Magic Millions two-year-old classic. He was a $51 pop. Did you think he was entitled to be $51? Yeah, oh, I, Kathy, yeah, I, oh, it, it, it's a hard call, but I I thought he was placing him in a high race. Mm. Um, but, oh, Bruce, I felt like I owed that to Bruce McLaughlin. Yeah. Just the support he used to give me over there was was um, was great and it was... Bruce was great to ride for. As long as his horses, you give him every chance, he was very pleased with that. If they didn't win, if he needs to give him a nice ride. So um, I try to give that horse the best possible chance and feeling ready, he did the rest. He, mm. 
you know, had a nice run in the race and the speed was on. Um, he powered home the last 300 metres, probably the best 300 metres, you know, I've ever felt in a race because I thought, oh, I'm going to run a good 30 for Bruce. I knew he'd be happy with a third. Yeah. And then obviously on the line, we're in front. Beautiful. It was just a great result for all rounders. He got up to beat Motown Lady and Paprika in that in that particular Magic Millions. Now, Jason, Bruce McLaughlin gave you, as you said, terrific support over the four years you were there, and you got a couple of premierships thanks to Bruce, one at Ipswich and one at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I said, Queensland was very good to me, as I said before, and also ran a couple – couple, uh, I won a couple of group uh, two races as well. Couldn't get my finger on a group one race, which is disappointing, but the Ipswich and Sunshine Coast – was was a great um, was a great highlight, obviously, because there's good jockeys there, and mm. uh, with the support and the opportunities, I just made the most of them. Mm. Well, they say there's no greater leveller than the racing game. One week after the euphoria of that Magic Millions win, you're riding a horse called Oscar the Great in a race at Eagle Farm. You clip heels in the home straight. And down you go, sustaining nasty injuries. And is it a fact that on the way to the hospital in the ambulance, you suffered some sort of a seizure? Yeah, I did, Tuppy. Uh, when when the fall occurred, I can remember sitting up to get my breath and Reed Sanders, the chief steward at the time, he came over and spoke to me and I thought I was okay anyway. He put him into an ambulance and I had a seizure on the way to the um, to the hospital. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, devastating. That's, and that's where it, uh, obviously then I had to go into a reduced coma for 24 hours. Yeah. Um, and do all the recoveries. And it was just, yeah, it was a, it was a heavy fall. I, the, only, the only thing I could get out of it, I, I didn't break anything. I just had a nasty, yeah, head injury at yeah. the time. Well, every bit as painful as the injury was the subsequent win by feeling ready. In the Golden Slipper, two and a half months after the Magic Million. What a kick in the guts that was. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I was very happy for Bruce uh, for Bruce and Brad Will at the time. Uh, but I, I, I tell you what was amazing was I, I felt it, but so did my family and friends. They were sending me messages straight away. It was unbelievable, the support or the people that were saying, sorry, you missed out on the biggest, you know, one of the biggest races of the year. Mm. Um, so it was very, you know, my coffee, I was watching the race, coffee went cold very quickly. Mm. Uh, I was happy for him, but it was just one that got away, happy. Mm. Brad Rewilla was thinking of you on the day because he gave you a lovely mention uh, during his presentation speech. Yeah, absolutely. And he was he was actually one of the first persons to congratulate me when I won the Magic Million. So I remember it, I remember it like this day. Like, so I was, mm. that's why I was, as, for him to mention my name, I, I, he didn't have to do it, but he done it, and it was just, yeah, I respect him. I've always respected um, Brad, and I've, mm. obviously, um, yeah, it was um, it was a nice nice compliment from him anyway. Well, you must be a tough little bloke because you absolutely confounded medical science when you were back in the saddle riding in races in just four months, and you surprised them even further when you suddenly announced that you were taking off to Mauritius. 
when did that offer come along? Um, yeah, well, I, I, I came back that time, so I thought I'd done my recovery as, as, uh, as the doctors suggested I should do it. Mm. Um, so, the, the, you know, the Queensland doctors are amazing. Um, but yeah, to get to Mauritius, I had actually had a phone call from Damien Oliver. He oh. called me. Did and he? he said, "Yeah, he, yeah, he said he got an offer to go over there, but he can't go over there." So mm. he, um, he asked, if "I would I be interested?" And I said, "Yes, I would be." So for a, to get a phone call of the cuddlers of Damien Oliver to ring me, it was um, I thought, "Jesus, uh, this is good." And mm. Obviously, he put my name in the ring, which is um, which was great. Mm. Well, you had four months there, then you went to Singapore for about the same period of time. Then you went to Hong Kong for three months and then you went to Macau for a full year and what a year it was. You rode 48 winners. Yeah, it was very successful over in Macau. Had a, um, I, just, uh, there, there was, I just had a lot of luck on their dirt tracks, believe it or not, Tuppy. Mm. Um, I just seemed to, they jumped and run and I seemed to enjoy that and I got a lot of results from it. Um, but uh, yeah, the time was done there. I got a bit homesick, and I came after after Macau. I came home. It's not that long ago you came back to Adelaide and decided to put your nose to the grindstone and see if you could win another premiership in two thousand fifteen sixteen, and you did. Yeah, uh, and that was that was probably. Uh, well, that was I've, I've won five premierships, and that was this, this, that one was my favourite one because uh, the last three years I think I ran second, and in the last three of them prior to that, mm. so um, I got off to a really good start that season. For if I can recall, uh, Tappy, I, I think my mm. first first meeting I rode five winners, and then my second meeting I rode four. So I was I rode nine winners in that first week, yeah, and so that was the starting. Starting, got me off to a good start for the premiership, and obviously I said, "Right, this is my goal now." Mm. Um, and I was, it was, it was close though because Matty Nelson and I we were going neck and neck the last two meetings, so I ended up winning by three, uh, three wins. But it was going neck and neck, and mm. I was, I was finding it hard to get on the horses I wanted to get on to make sure I concrete the premiership. So it was very competitive, but it was. Uh, after I won it, Tuppy, it was um, it was a relief to put it that way, and it was a mm. goal that I I was a box that I was able to tick off, which was great. Yeah, and uh, what a confidence booster after all of the problems yeah. you'd had. Oh, 100 percent, Tuppy. And I remember talking to Cosy McMahon, Cosy McMahon, he was actually down here at the time, and uh, I was having a barbecue celebrating, and he came up to me, mm. and his first words, he looked at me and said, "You needed to win that." I said, "Yeah, yeah, I understood what he was saying. Yeah, you know, yes. like it was important to win that." So it was it was very important just to, you know, as you said, what, what's happened and, um, you know, running, it's a long year after you've run second, so many for three years, you just go, wow, that was a long year, but it would be just so nice to win it. Um, so, yeah, it was good to win another one. There's an enormous amount of travelling over there, isn't there, for jockeys who want to be everywhere. Uh, I mean, they'd, they'd be constantly in their cars. Yeah, we do. Well, um, we, we're not too bad. The tracks here are probably an hour distance, Strathalbyn, mm. uh, Murray Bridge, and that. So it's not too bad, Tuppy. But you're right. There's a lot of travelling, 
in every state when we go when we go to the races for sure. Most jockeys enjoy a game of golf. Uh, you've developed a very unusual way of getting away from racing. Now, you're a member of a husky club, and uh, during the summer, is it, do, do you participate in summer or winter? Summertime, I guess. Yeah, that's correct, Tuppy. Yeah, well, I've got two Siberian huskies, and mm. through winter, winter only. Yeah, I, we, uh, my daughter and I, we race them. Mm. Goodness me, you go to a place yeah. called uh, Mount Crawford Forest in the hills. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we take them up there. They've got, um, and we actually camp up there as well. So um, on a Saturday night after the races, we'll we'll go up there. We'll get our channel set up, and at about six o'clock in the morning, because it because it's about two degrees, we get our we get our harnesses on our huskies, and they basically mm. pull us through the through yeah. the woods. They've got tracks there that we they pull us through. Mm. Mm. And when you say a scooter, what sort of machine is that's that? That's right. Yeah, it's like a like a two wheel scooter, and they're on a long lead in front of us, and they're basically pulling us through the woods. Um, and it's amazing; they love it, and that's why we, we do it. It's not amazing. basically it's not for us; it's for the dogs because the, the adrenaline they have before the races is just amazing. Mm. They um, they get excited, and we've got to prepare for them as well, Kathy. We've got to get them fit, keeps mm. us fit, so. We get a bit out of it, both of it. You know, it's good for my fitness and the dog's fitness, keeps them happy, keeps them healthy, mm. and also keeps my daughter happy as well when she's gives her something to do, mm. um, you know, something different. Well, your daughter, so, Paris, is, I think, 18 now, and she's keener than yep. you on, on the Huskies. Yeah, she is now. She's, get, she's going to go camping this winter, Dad. Okay, no worries. So she's done it a couple of times, and the hardest thing was me, Tappy, as a father, Waiting for her to come through the woods. I wanted to come home. I'm thinking. I hope she comes back okay. That was uh, <laughs> that was pretty stressful for me, but yeah. I knew my dogs would be able to bring her home, which is great. Yeah. And, um, obviously, obviously the huskies they run over about four or five k, sometimes longer, mm. depending. And um, yeah, through those woods, the only person who can uh, make a mistake is because I've I've made a mistake a couple of times myself because I actually went read the wrong way, mm. thinking <laughs> thinking I've won. Think, thinking I won a husky race and they've gone because they have stewards there and they've gone, no, sorry, you took the wrong corner. I'm going, oh, oh. damn it. So, yeah, it's uh, challenging for all. Yeah. Is your partner, Caitlin, a race goer? Um, she hasn't got into it yet, but I'll be taking her there this year if she's interested in getting into it. So, hmm. um, yeah, it'll be a nice little family outing. Be beautiful. Where are you riding work? Uh, I work at uh, Morphville and occasionally go to uh, Tony and Calvin McAvoy's if I'm required there. So I like to spread my wings here. I get good, uh, I'm getting good opportunities and trying to make the most of them. Well, you're just going to keep chipping away over there in pursuit of another premiership and the way you're going at the moment, it's on the cards. Yeah, thanks, Tappy. We're, We're doing our best and... As I said, I'm enjoying racing and um, my weight's still good. I'm still fit and making the most of all opportunities. My next winner is more important than my last winner and I'm just going to continue trying to be successful. Stubby, it's been a delight having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and keep up the good work. Thanks very much for having me, Tuppy.
Special guest from Adelaide, Jason Holder, one of Australia's winningest jockeys, as they say. And this podcast was produced by Supernova Sound. This podcast is brought to you by Racing New South Wales, Sky Racing and Inglis.